Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This Feast of Pentecost. I'll wait just a moment. We're all still getting used to the new digs. This Feast of Pentecost is one of my favorite feasts. And I feel like that's almost a priest faux pas to have a favorite feast, or it's almost a cliche that you almost want to say every feast when it comes up. Well, this one, this one is my favorite feast. But there's something about the Feast of Pentecost. Everything is alive, electric, living. The Ark of Salvation, the whole telos of salvation with great festivity is completed. For God's work in Jesus Christ is now appointed, poured out upon every single one of us, upon the entire creation. God's presence is now planted within each Christian heart, not just an idea or an emotion, but God dwells within you through baptism, but especially and specifically through the gift of the seal of the Holy Spirit through chrismation. This is God's life in us, eternal life in us. Our thirst, our hunger, our everything is given to us by the great giver of gifts, It is ultimately the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit, the gift of God. The church, of course, resounds with this, adorned with green, with trees that will hopefully make it through the week as they give their life for us. The church gives us, especially in the book of Acts, if you can imagine the hustle and bustle, the life of Jerusalem. And then the early church, people from all over, as Reader Gregory just read for us, with names hard to pronounce, but folks from all walks of life, not just from all over the place, but from all walks of life. This is the image of the church, young old, in between, of all variety. This is the church. This is what the image of Pentecost is. Life. The prophet Joel, that St. Peter on this day, as he preaches after the gift of the Holy Spirit is poured out upon all those gathered, the prophet Joel tells us in the last days it shall be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh young old poor rich no matter where you're from the spirit is poured it's not 
sprinkled. We just had baptisms this morning. And if you saw, it wasn't a little sprinkle. I made sure, especially with the little ones, because I'm not going to hold them under the water. I'm just going to put a whole lot of water on them. Just pouring. Think of that image. The water poured upon the newly baptized. That is the spirit. It's not just a little spark. It's not just a little flick of water. It is a downpour. That is God's gift to the church. That is what enlivens the church. God himself moving, breathing, working through every part of the body. And by God's providence, the life of the church is evident with us even in this disheveled state, this midway state of our building. While walls have come down, there's still elements sticking out here and there. In some ways, it's a metaphor for the Christian life. You get baptized, but the structure of your life before still shows here and there, right? You got to be careful. This is also my announcement. The transitions, I believe we cover them up, but they're still, watch out for some of the transitions until we cover them up. But life, God's providence means growth, change, expansion, the vibrancy, the clamor, the children, the messiness, new faces. Thank God for the life that God has given to this parish for its vigor, for its need. It's like a potted plant, right? I had to transfer our tomato plants or they were never going to do anything because they had nowhere else to go. I needed to get them out, out of the little pots. At some point, you're just stopping the growth. So you have to transplant the plant into a new plant or into just ground so that it can take its roots and grow deep. God has given us so much life. I don't know if you know, but in the past two weeks, the kids, some of the, let's say, what, first, second grade to a little bit older, they have been gathering in one of the classrooms and they have been scheming. They have called themselves the Kids Council because they see the Adult Parish Council. They want to do this because they want to scheme up ideas to fundraise. The Kids Council is something, and I went and I gave them my blessing, yes, as long as you know, you have to report to Parish Council. (laughs) (laughs) These ideas need to be vetted, and you have ranks of authorities and hierarchies over you, you know, your parents, and then the Parish Council, and then myself. But you can see the Holy Spirit at work even in these children who want to organize and fundraise. The reality of a future building, its site, etc., is going to be the Spirit moving and working amidst the entire church. Not just me, not just the Parish Council, not just a few folks, and I can already see it. I've got a Facebook message pop up or a text message pops up. What about this acreage or what about this over here? Send them. We can look at them. 
But especially what we need is prayer. Spirit-driven, led prayer. To pray about discernment, to pray that God would gift us what we need, because we need a gift. Gifts have been coming for years, and God will not stop giving gifts. But we need a new space. Look, we just took walls down, and look how we just went whoop and filled the space. Like a living organism, we just said, ah, I can move now. And we're still kind of tight. <laughs> we're still pretty close to each other. That's good. That's human. We need to be close to each other. But the reality is that it is the Holy Spirit that is going to give life. We received back last evening the prayer, O Heavenly King. And the Holy Spirit is described in that prayer as the giver of life. I recommend and commend to you, especially this week of the Holy Spirit, that you reflect upon this prayer as it is received back into your daily prayers. This prayer tells you everything about the Holy Spirit. It is a mini theological education. It is a few chapters from the Gospel of John given to you so that you can reflect in your prayers, not only to the Father, the Son, but to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit that works within you, the one that convicts you of sin, the one that pings your conscience, the one that comforts you when you are despondent, despairing, weary with grief. It is the Holy Spirit who then also is your advocate, the one who addresses God the Father with words that we can't find. Without this birth from above, each of us with the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, it's pouring forth from us. We perish. This is the source of life. God. Without God, the world just doesn't move, keep moving along. Every breath, every movement happens within God. And those without the Holy Spirit are perishing. A hymn from last night, the arrogance of building the tower in the days of old led to the confusion of tongues. But now the glory of the knowledge of God brings them wisdom. There God condemned the impious for their transgression. Here at Pentecost, Christ has enlightened the fishermen by the Spirit. Their disharmony was brought about for punishment. Now at Pentecost, harmony is renewed for the salvation of our souls. People are dying of thirst. They're dying for the living bread. They are perishing from the arrogance of Babel today. That is the tower from the days of old. Of all of the confusion. They feel their transgressions, whether they know it or they don't know it. The angst, the anger, the despair that is palpable about us. The disharmony, the hymn tells us, is felt as punishment. This is a versus what is poured out at Pentecost. The knowledge of God which brings wisdom even to the fishermen. 
the enlightenment of those fishermen, hope instead of despair, and the harmony that is given in the body of Christ, which renews and saves. Today in the gospel, our Lord stood up in the middle of a feast and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living rivers of water. We know where the living waters are. We see before us a font of living water, the refreshing waters of baptism, the refreshing life that is given of the eternal one, Jesus Christ. We confess and pray that the Holy Spirit is everywhere and fillest all things. The Holy Spirit is not just present here. He is working here in every single one of us, in the bringing together of one of us, every single one of us. And he is at work outside of these walls, convicting people, bringing them into the bosom of the church, so that almost every single Sunday, without fail, I see a new face. I don't really understand it completely. Some of it, I think, is still remnants of COVID. Some of it is because of YouTube. Some of it is because of all of these things. But those are all avenues and ways in which the Holy Spirit brings Christ to someone's life. The question for us here awaiting all those who are being brought aboard the ship of salvation is where are we going to put them? Because we need them. They need us, we need them. The breaking down of the walls here is enlivening to me. You know, two nights ago, I went to bed. You know how you you fall asleep for a little bit and then you wake up again? I don't know if anybody else experiences that. It seems pretty human. Please tell me I'm human. Yes? Okay. (laughs) And I went, oh man, what do we do? I just had, you know, that just feeling that just suddenly overtakes you. The next morning I walked in and I just kind of made a noise and I could hear. You can hear me all right in the back, right? We don't need amplification. Good. I was tired of that thing. (laughs) And I said, this is going to work. It's going to be messy. It's going to take some time to get used to it. But last night, standing in the services as amazement of the church especially God's gift in singing O Heavenly King to call down the Holy Spirit to recognize his kingly authority and his work in our lives together here at St. Anne's this was especially confirmed because after church church Matushka told me I could actually be in church with the kids. So my wife is happy. So mission accomplished. We're all done. No, we are in another phase. We should be reminded, something Father Stephen said yesterday afternoon, we should be reminded that these walls coming down is a phase. It's transitional. We need space in order to welcome into our midst those who are running from the fall of Babel. Those who need the safe harbor of the Orthodox faith, her holy traditions, the praxis, the saints of God, 
I know of, and don't ask me because I don't want to reveal, I know of at least three or four families that are still on their way to moving to this area and then wanting to come here. I at least feel like we have a little bit of space to put them now. All of this will require sacrifice, patience, and repentance. Sacrifice, that means our time, our energy, our money, our minds, our life. When we call down the Holy Spirit upon the gifts that we are to offer, we call down the Holy Spirit upon us. When we're calling down the Holy Spirit upon us, we're calling down the Holy Spirit upon us because we ourselves have given ourselves to God. We ourselves have conformed ourselves to the image of Christ. We have died to self. We have poured out even to the shedding of blood for the sake of the sanctification of our souls. As one of the fathers said, give blood and receive the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working to prepare people right now to come through those doors, preparing people to see you and for you to greet them and to bring them into the bosom, into the safe harbor of the church. He's preparing for us everything that we need. We have been given life. We've been given new life, which is something that we need to deeply rejoice in like the joy of the children that we see and hear around us. So let us rejoice in the heavenly King, the comforter and spirit of truth, who is everywhere filling all things, the treasury of blessings and giver of life. Come and abide in us and cleanse us from every impurity and save our souls. Amen.